Welcome to Multifamily AP 360, the show where we discuss 360-degree views on mindset, passive, and active multifamily investment. If you're looking for tips and strategies, or just want to learn from the experiences of others, both good and bad, then listen on. This is Multifamily AP 360 with your host, Ramakrishna Chunchu. Today's our guest is Andy Guzak from All City Adjusting. Welcome, Andy. Rama, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you. A little bit about Andy. Andy, founder of All City Adjusting, a licensed public adjusting firm. Andy immigrated to America from Poland with his family at the age of nine. After working in the construction industry, most physically fire restoration, Andy discovered his true calling public adjusting. This discovery was largely thanks to Herb Johnson, the first African-American public adjuster in Illinois, who took Andy under his wing. Andy grew up with the family motto, if you're going to do something, do it right or don't do it at all and carries that sentiment into his business. All city adjustments, unique team structure allows them to maximize their individual expertise and experience. So with that, Andy, you want to add anything to your background? No, I think you captured it all. Awesome. Tell me a little bit more about your background, how you yeah. get into like this space. I was in construction. It's still in high school and after high school. I was fortunate during the process of meeting her the adjuster that I met. And that took me a while to kind of get him on my side and kind of teach me your business. And in our profession, there's not much schooling and much you know education that you can go and learn how to handle claims and then do this properly. He taught me 40 years of business in a couple of years. And that's kind of propelled to building the company and building our marketing platform, you know, marketing strategy and going nationwide where now we handle claims in over 30 states. Awesome. So what are some key lessons you learned from your, you know, I think Henry Johnson? Again, how to be personal and how to talk to adjusters in person. What I think is not taught enough and what's kind of undervalued when it comes to handling claims and what we do better than I think most PA firms is be personal. Our goal is to be friends with that adjuster that comes on site for the insurance company. We're not trying to create a battle up front. The whole thing is to create a report to kind of have that get something on the same page that we could create a relationship that's going to help that claim because that adjuster is working for the insurance company. But if you could get him to like you and kind of get him on your side, he's going to be more willing to work with you and get this claim negotiated and settled and push your numbers and your figures and your settlement more for us. So that being personal and doing everything in person, instead of writing emails and doing everything over the phone, is kind of the biggest takeaway I got from, again, there was other ones, but that was the one that always sticks with me and kind of how we handle claims. Got it. Thank you. Well, let me take one step back and a little bit more about what is public adjuster, a little bit about that. Share me a little yeah. bit, what is a public adjuster and what does a public adjuster do? A public adjuster is a licensed person or an entity in the state they work in. For example, for us, that would be the 30 states that we're licensed in. And we have the license to represent the insured as a private adjuster. You know, they call it a the licensing as a public adjuster, but it's technically a private adjuster, someone that advocates for the insured and an insured only against the insurance company. So when it comes to property damage or bulk claims, we represent the insured. We negotiate the claim. We can interpret policy language and do everything that pertains to that claim against your insurance company and get a max settlement, push the claim quicker, make sure there is no denial, make sure there is no delays on the claim process. Thank you for clarifying that. So what kind of asset classes you guys covered? Correct. Our specialty is large loss. So it's going to be the, the business owners, the investors that own uh, buildings, whether it's just finished a church claim that a church burnt down, multi-units, condos, associations, whether it's town, you know, a hundred something townhouse uh, complex, anything that size is kind of uh, 
but but again, we do go smaller. We do handle, you know, even duplex, you know, smaller claims and single family and duplex. So it just depends. Again, our specialty is large loss, so it's going to pertain more to fire claims, large water losses. That's kind of been our specialty. Got it. So what kind of claims do you guys help? So like I said, whether it's storm damage, tornadoes, fire, water, anything like that, we don't do any residential roofing claims or residential storm damage just because it just feels like there's a niche. I think for other PA firms that they've built in that. So we've created that specialty in the large loss and what we do, and it's explained the losses that we handle. And we've left that for, I think, other firms to handle. Got it. Thank you for sharing that. So what is the necessity of public adjuster? Which scenarios you guys are, you know? Yeah. There is no perfect scenario. There, if you're an investor, if you're a landlord or doing anything in real estate, even if you're a homeowner, you want a public adjuster as soon as the claim happens. Because when we get our clients that call and they, they use it for you know, half 10 years and for all their properties, we'll assess the damage. And if you have a limit, for example, you have a sewer backup claim with a $5,000 limit and your whole basement got damaged, but we know it's going to go over limits. There's no reason you're going to use us. We know it's going to get paid limits. But what we do for our clients is we'll inspect the losses, we'll review everything and make sure it's beneficial for our client to file a claim. Obviously, if it's a fire, that's a no-brainer, right? We're going to file for them and handle everything. But when it comes to, let's say, a commercial roof, well, we'll actually inspect it, assess it, make sure if they're going to file, the chances of getting the claim approved and getting it paid are high, you know, on the chances of that it's going to be 50 or more that the claim will be paid and, and they'll be they'll be identified. Got it. It's good to know, like all investors know awareness about, you know, there is some kind of support from public adjuster. So it's, it's good system. Yeah, good to you know. You have to, and an insurer has to keep that in mind. If the insurance company, it's a business, it's a large business, it's a billion dollar industry, if not more at this point, who knows? I mean, every stock's doing bad and their stocks are in the green. They're in the business to make money. And anyone that works for the insurance company he works for them. Whether it's that adjuster that comes out, even your agent, your agent works for them. He gets paid for them. What do you think he's going to say? Stuff to help you or stuff to help the insurance company? I mean, it's all every vendor that comes out or consultant. It's the package of the insurance company. It's everyone they control, everyone that has to adhere to their guidelines. Got it. Yeah. Good to know that. So at what stage we can engage public adjuster? So you want to engage a public adjuster as quickly as possible. As soon as a loss happens, you want to engage them because you want them to handle everything. You want them to call in that loss, to discuss it, to be basically in charge and ahead of the insurance company. What happens though is a lot of people call us when it's too late, when their loss was already denied, or it's been going on for six months and they've already told the insurance and, and done everything, or then we can't do anything to help them. So you want to get the, the answer is right away. As soon as you can, call that public adjuster, have him call that loss in, have him handle everything. Got it. Can you share me or elaborate the process from start to end, how exactly you guys can help? So we'll get a call in, we'll inspect the loss. That way that gives us, we do our due diligence, making sure that the policy is right, that there's coverage for it, what endorsements there is, making sure that the loss is covered. And then we have a contract that's approved by the state. In most states, you work as a public adjuster, your entity, you have to have an approved contract with the state. Once the contract's signed, we actually go in, like our estimating division, we go in, we present everything, we camera, we sketch the entire home or the entire business. We put our estimate together, present everything. Then we have supportive documents that go with our estimate. If there's personal property in the, like a business, let's say the business burns down, all the tools, everything burns out. We have a team that goes in and inventories everything, puts it on a list, prices it. We just actually finished the list today. That's kind of happens a lot. And then you have loss of income from your property, right? We have a forensic account team that actually adds up all the numbers, that does all the math to present the numbers. Because again, you want to present everything to the insurance, right? The burden of proof is on the insured, not the insurance company. 
it's not their job to determine how much they owe you. It's your job. So what is a typical timeline for all this process? Yeah, that, that's hard to say because each loss is so different where you, you'll never have the same loss happen again. No, one fire can be large, can take one month from the date it happened to the date it settled. Like we just had one literally 30 days. Then another one that's much smaller, much easier is taking four months because the insurance is just delaying it, prolonging the process switching adjusters and using tech to delay a payment. Got it. So you guys will cover all over the U.S. or how exactly like right now I am in we, North Carolina. Yeah, right? So right now our license is in 30 states, but as we grow and with our clients, we're trying to expand into every state. There is a couple of states that don't license public adjusters, but majority of them do. Got it. So besides your company, so your yes, company covers 30 states. How about like other remaining states? If they have some issue with public insurance, what option they have? If we're not licensed in that state, there is public adjusters licensed in that state, and you have to do your due diligence on who you're going to hire, but you can call references and you can ask people if they ever use one. But if you call our firm, we've grown with our client. So if we have a client that has properties in every state, they'll say, hey, Andy, you know, we have these properties in this state. Can you guys reciprocate your license, get a location? So we've grown with our clients, basically. So as they have grown their portfolio, we've grown our business and opened more locations. Got it. What is your typical fee structure? Our fee structure starts at 10% when we start from the beginning. There's a scale for large losses that actually goes down as the loss goes up. And then for losses where we get called in and let's say the claim's already been ongoing for a couple months and they've offered something, then we might charge a higher fee, maybe 20, 25, but only on anything else we would recover, right? So it's insured has nothing to lose because it's basically free money. So anything extra they would get well, with our company, we would charge on. So then it's usually a higher fee. It's a lot more work and makes the claim much more complex. Got it. There's no upfront fees, right? There's no retainers, no upfront fees. It's literally contingent. So that's why we do our due diligence because we want to make sure we can actually bring value to our insured. Because if we're going to spend and do all this work, we want to make sure we have the highest chance of getting our client paid and making sure we get paid as well. Thank you. So how many cases are you guys handling per month? Per month, we're doing 50 to 70 claims. Can you share me a little bit more about the data, like what type of claims and what size of claims? So majority of our claims is like, you know, are going to be large loss. I would say 60% of our claims are going to fall in the 50 to 150 and then everything else is going to be above that. Got it. Thank you. Uh, share me any best experience so far from, you know, I just, yeah. I'll tell you one we just finished. We're almost done wrapping it up. There's a church that was sold that, that our client purchased that was turning it into a kind of a school church, same same situation. Had an offer of close to 800000 Thought it was a good offer, but something didn't seem right. Reached out to our company. We just got a call. We brought the claim up to $2.9 million, almost $3 million. So he went from 800000 to almost $3 million, And we know that claim is going to settle around 3.2, 3.3 is where we're going to probably see that close. Can you share a little bit more details about how exactly helped from 800k to 3.2 million? Yeah, of course. You have to know experience. You have to know construction. You have to know the material that's being used. You have to understand what it's going to take to bring that building and that client to pre-loss condition, right? Can you just spray everything, clean it? Correct. But is that going to put the insured back to what they had before the loss? No, it's not. So putting that into detail estimate with supporting documents and having the knowledge in the team of experts like we do, it makes it easy to support our case and actually get the claims paid and paid for that large amount of settlement. Got it. How much you guys charge for that? Yeah, it's 10%. Got it. Thank Correct. you.
So again, the client was already offered 800,000, thought it was a good offer. So you have to think now he's over 2 million in money that he never expected. Awesome. And would he also share any complicated scenario that you guys handled? Of course. We had one where the insured was, I think, six unit or six or eight unit. And this was in Tennessee. The insured's loss, I was an investor. His loss was denied. They said it was a sewer backup loss. And the insured had no coverage for sewer backup. Um, so what happened, we came in, we investigated everything. It turns out it wasn't a sewer backup. This was a soft clog. This was a clog where the pipe was actually clogged. And when the pipe's clog and the water backs up, that's actually covered under the main policy limit. And now it's not like we had to do anything. If the insurance actually looked at the plumber's report that was originally written, this would have been covered right from the beginning. So we went in, got everything overturned, got the claim paid. I think it was 75000 80000 So went from a denial to getting the claim paid. So the deductible was 5000 We were able to move the deductible into a separate coverage, meaning the deductible basically was absorbed so the client got paid full limits no deductible awesome thank you so would you share some best practices best practices for insured if you're going to try doing that yourself i wouldn't recommend that it. it's not worth it but if you are when you're calling the claimant make sure you set the reserve side and what i mean by that is think about how much the loss is going to be you know if you think it's only ten thousand, tell them it's going to be 30 or because if you set those reserves higher it's going to be easier to get the claim paid what happened is people set reserves too low and then it's got to go through management to get anything paid over those reserves. So you kind of want to make sure that you tell them exactly the damage so that the amount they're going to put in that reserve is high enough. And the second thing is protect your home, board it up, mitigate it. It's your duty as the insured to mitigate. You know, if you don't mitigate, if you don't clean up, if you don't protect the property for firm damage, that's easy denial for the insurance company. That's an easy way that it could just say, hey, we're not going to pay for this. Thank you very much. So what's next? So what you're planning for next two to five years? So the goal in, in our company is to keep growing organically, opening up in more locations, being able to serve more people, but also creating an educational platform. And that's kind of the route we're going next is to create an educational platform for new adjusters to help getting their licenses, help them educate on how to handle claims properly. And that's kind of what we've been working on in the background. Got it. And good luck with that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Let's shift towards our personal side. Share me any personal habits that are helping you to be successful. You know what? Don't watch any news. Don't watch any TV. Read more. Educate yourself. YouTube is a great tool, but you have to be careful because on YouTube, most of the videos are for clicks. It's not actually, there's nothing there to educate you. Books is my, I think my greatest escape and how I've learned and built the business is books and surround yourself with the right people, right? The, the wrong people will literally make you go broke. So if you can surround yourself with the right people, the right mindset, you'll be well up. Awesome. Share me any one personal learning or any one decision that you took that impacted your life positively. I think moving out of my comfort zone, we moved out of state with, with my wife for investment reasons because we bought investments and the investments made sense, but it also took us out of our comfort zone, living in the area where we knew everyone, family and stuff. And when you go out of your comfort zone, you start to think differently and do everything differently because you're on your own. You don't have that kind of parachute, right? To catch you that if you fall, you know that you can't, right? So you're on your own and that kind of makes you stronger and think differently and see the world differently, I believe. Awesome. So you are a reader, right? So share me any book that impacted your life? I mean, I have a list of books. You know, one that I liked a lot that kind of put me on the radar of reading more books was The Slight Edge. Um, called The Slight Edge. I think it's Joe Olsen that wrote the book. It's very good. The Alchemist, The Four Agreements. Lily just was talking about this one book. Really just finished this one. The One Thing. Really good book. Especially if you're like me where you're ADD all over the place and you can't focus and you got so many ideas. This book is great. As you can see, I got highlights everywhere on it. So really good book. But those for investors, you know, where I started was Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, one of the greatest books 
don't know how many times I've read that book. Awesome books. Thank you. And how can listeners can connect with you, Andy? I promise. For your listeners, they can check out our website, allcityadjusting.com. But I'll leave them my number. If your listeners have a question, whether it's not even a loss, right? Cause if you need us to look over a policy, make sure you have the right coverage, that you don't have any exposed liabilities, or you have any questions, I'll leave them my cell phone number while I can still help and reach out to people and be in touch with them as close as I can right now. I'll give them my cell phone, which is 708-655-4186-708-655-4186. And if they want to text me, call me. I'm more than happy to help anyone I can. Thank you very much, Andy. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for adding value to the show. Thank you, Rama. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That's the end of this episode of Multifamily AP 360, but we'd love to continue to help you on your journey. Head to ushacapital.com slash podcast to join our email list for more tips and strategies. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is Multifamily AP 360 with Ramakrishna Chunchu. We'll see you next time.